listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage wherever you are in the process, even if you're trying to save your marriage before you ever have a need to save it, that before it ever gets into trouble. Maybe you're in the early stages of a relationship. Maybe you're not even married yet, right? And you're trying to figure out how to save it ahead of time. Well, we have mindsets and techniques and ways to help you through that. Now, understand that how you keep a marriage going, it's also how you back up if you're further along in the process and you find yourself in trouble. That's how you also save your relationship with the same process because the heart of it is about connecting and continuing to grow and changing yourself and finding that path to being a we. And today, the lesson is about geometry, right? Geometry. You remember that course back in school? I mean, I did because I did so poorly. You know, I thought it'd be a basic thing about, you know, what shapes are there. And all of a sudden, we're talking about area and, and space and all these other things. And I mean, that was a lot of concepts. But what I didn't realize is one of those concepts, one of those geometric patterns would still apply as I got into my professional career, as I got into the place where I'm working with people to save their relationships. I learned about this in college, and I remember it was a class about systems theory, about how families operate in systems. And so we started talking about this geometric structure, and I went, oh no, right back to math, right back to a subject that's not my best. The interesting thing is, once I heard about this concept, I couldn't help but see it everywhere around me. I was tripping over it and finding everywhere that people around me were tripping over it. And I've realized how deeply we are involved in this. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I've been in the last couple of weeks doing a very extensive training with my virtual intensive program participants. That's the VIP program. It stands for virtual intensive program. And that means that we are virtual. It's a virtual coaching and training program with tools and techniques. I have lots of methods for people to use and techniques that it takes some time and effort to to teach and to move through because this is high-end, very important stuff. And so because of that, I have people who have raised their hands and said, yes, I want that intense training. And so I've been going through this concept of the triangle, in what I call the dysfunctional triangle. It's kind of an extended version of the drama triangle that you may be familiar with. But if you are, this is kind of a reminder, not of the dysfunctional triangle, but of triangulation in general. The idea of the drama triangle or the dysfunctional triangle is a little more in-depth than I can handle and take on in a shorter podcast. And so because of that, I just wanted to touch on this to give you kind of a place to begin to think about how this fits into your life. How does the triangle fit into your life? How does triangulation fit into your life? So let's just go with a basic idea of a triangle, and I'm going to use it in the terms of a relationship. So I want you just to imagine that there's two people, just the two people, and so that would be a kind of a line, right? And, and if, you, if you, we want to just go with geometry, let's start with two dots. These are two dots. 
before my wife and I met, before we started dating, before all of that, if you kind of back in time, there were two dots, right? Each of us were just two dots. And then as we got to know each other, the line between us began to be drawn. That's the connection point. And that line got to be stronger and stronger. And so now there's a line between dot and dot. Now we have a line. Now, as you probably can imagine, that can be problematic in any relationship, right? If there's one person and I have a conflict with them and I can't get along with that person, that relationship, that line gets disrupted. It gets to be in trouble. So we have some ways as humans that we get around that. And one is that we pull in another point and draw lines there, which, if you'll remember, that creates the very basic geometric figure of a triangle. So now imagine three points connected with lines. That's the triangle. And here's how this, you can think about it, how this operates. So a lot of the time I sit on a stool, uh, especially when I'm doing teaching and, and other processes, because it's kind of tiring to me moving around all the time. So I have a stool, and it's a four-legged stool. But let's imagine that I decided to design that stool and I was going the easiest, cheapest route. And so I just put two legs down. So now I have a stool with two legs. If ever I lean the wrong way on that stool, I'm going to go crashing down. It's an unstable pattern just having the the two legs of the stool. I'd have to balance it. And so I'm having to be the third leg. I'm having to be the third point. So if I added just one more leg, now my stool has four legs, so it's pretty stable, but let's just say I add one more leg, now it suddenly is something that can stand on its own. It's the first stable point in geometric design, right? It's three points, so it's the first stable place. You create a tripod, which you may use to put you know, a camera or something on it. You have a tripod. Now you know that there is some stability to it. So the same thing is true in human relationships. Whenever you have two people, if there's conflict and those two people can't figure out how to deal with their conflict, they can create a third point and stabilize it. Now, understand that stable and functional are not the same (laughs) because what we've done in that moment is we've created a dysfunctional relationship. So let's say that I have a problem with somebody And I don't feel comfortable negotiating that problem, that conflict with that person. I could go and tell somebody else about it. And I've created a triangle now of that communication. So think of it as a communication pattern. So let's say, let's say that my wife and I are in the middle of an argument and we're not making headway and I'm uncomfortable with the conflict. And so I go tell my best friend. Now I'm talking about my best with my best friend about my relationship with my wife. And suddenly where the relationship should I should have been talking with my spouse, I'm now talking with this third person. I've created the triangle. And and in that piece, what I've done, I've drawn the other person in and I'm trying to find an ally. And part of what it does is it stabilizes the relationship by taking conflict away from where there's conflict and spreading it somewhere else. It's it's spreading it around the base. In that process, while I might feel better about things because now I've talked with this other person, this other person 
because I self-selected, right? I, I picked my best friend to tell. My best friend is going to say, oh, you poor thing, bless your heart. Let's talk about what you might be able to do. And we're going to be talking about the conflict, but I'm not talking about it with the primary place where there is actually a way to solve it, there, where there is actually a point that we might be able to solve things because I've gone around that. So I've stabilized the conflict point, but I haven't changed the conflict point. I've just stabilized the conflict point. And in the process of stabilizing that conflict point, I haven't solved anything. I've just made myself feel a bit better. So now you can kind of understand how we get stuck when there is this triangle, how we get sucked into a pattern that's not particularly helpful. That's the, potter, the pattern of a triangle, and that's why it's so disruptive. Now you might start thinking, wait, I have triangles all around in my life. Somebody talks about me behind my back with somebody, that's a triangle. Maybe in your family, two people talk together about somebody else, that's a triangle. Or maybe you and your spouse will say to your child, go ask your mother, go ask your father, go ask your other parent, right? We begin to move things around and talk through other people in these triangles. What we're describing is the fact that a triangle is the basic dysfunctional point in a relationship. Now, Let me reveal one other thing. I've been talking about this third person, right? You have a third point in that. It doesn't have to be a person. Whatever you do to take away and distract from the conflict between you serves as the anchor point, the other point of this triangle. For instance, let's say that somebody has a conflict with somebody and instead of dealing with the conflict, they go have a drink or they go gamble or They uh, go work too much or go work out too much. They do something else to take away from that instead of dealing with the conflict. You'll notice that that is the heart of the triangle, not dealing with the conflict at hand of diverting away, which means that the conflict still remains intact, not only intact, but often gets strengthened because now there's a new piece of the target, right? So, If there's a conflict between you, somebody disappears to go drink or go do something else that's numbing, when they come back, now they have the conflict plus they have the escape. Or let's say that you go find a friend and you have this conversation about this other person and in that friend you find a comrade and in that camaraderie you come up with lots of other reasons about isn't that person so terrible because you know generally friends do that with each other. They're using one person's perspective to build the case against this person. I mean, that is the reason that we go confide in somebody and get them on our side so that we have support. But it skews the results. And so in the process, when we build this triangle, we're increasing the level of dysfunction in the primary relationship even if it feels like it's a decrease because it's taking energy away. Now, why does that happen? Why do we fall into that? Well, most of us are not comfortable dealing with conflict. In fact, I've met very few people who are actually comfortable with direct conflict with themselves. 
they sometimes will be in uh, jobs or situations where they are a part of conflict, but generally it's not personal at that point. You know, sometimes people tell me, well, I know an attorney who loves to fight, and actually that attorney gets paid to fight, but they're not fighting about their own stuff, right? They're able to fight about somebody else's, and in some ways, they're the triangle point. So since we're not particularly comfortable with conflict, we sometimes try to divert away from the conflict, to avoid the conflict, And the triangle is one way of diverting or pulling away from the conflict. That's what it serves to do. And here is the problem. You and I, we are born into a triangle automatically. So in any family, wherever there is this third person, let's say it's a traditional family, you've got two parents and you bring a child into that. Those two parents have created a triangle with that child. But just if there are other people in the family, for instance, when I look at my own family of origin, when I was born, there was an older brother. So my older brother and my parents, those are three. That's a triangle. When I'm born in, not only do I have another triangle now activated, but I've had multiple triangles activated because now there's a triangle between me and my brother and my mother, me, my brother, my father, me, my brother, and my parents, me, my mother, and father. In other words, every time you add a person, you're multiplying how many triangles are involved. When my brother was born, there's just three, my, my father, my mother, and him. So you bring me in, and suddenly it multiplies how many triangles there are. Now, let's increase the number. Let's say that for later on, uh, my younger brother came along. Suddenly, we multiply the number again. Let's say you are born into a family of five or that there are multiple people or six or seven siblings and, and there are multiple people living in your house, multiple generations. Think about how many triangles we walk into and every day there's a possibility. You have a struggle with a parent. You go talk about it with a sibling. You have a struggle with a sibling. You go talk with a parent. You have parents who are struggling and they talk through you. And in the end... We all are very experienced in operating the triangle, so much so that we slip into it magically, accidentally. We slip into it without realizing it. And that's what happens in many troubled relationships, because at the heart of many troubled relationships, the disconnection leads to conflict. The conflict doesn't get resolved partly because of the disconnection and partly because of the discomfort with the conflict. And because of that, we begin to look for other places to pull in and create that triangle. So what I want you to do is think about the triangle. I want you to think about the places where you may have accidentally stepped into a triangle with a spouse. In fact, I would just encourage you to look at all of the ways that you or your spouse distract from the conflict. You and your, your spouse distract from dealing with bigger things. Is it through a child? Is it through work? Is it through an addiction? Is it through a friend? Is it through an affair? What are the ways that there have been distractions from the two of you in the relationship? Because part of our task is to resolve the triangles, to de-triangulate as much as we can. Now, understand you can't control 
your spouse's point that they might pull in. You can only control yours. You can choose not to pull in a friend who's going to agree with you. You can choose not to resort to something to numb the hurt, to numb the difficulty. You can choose not to be distracted from the primary issue. You can choose to work on the connection. But the first thing is you have to begin to be, notice the places of the triangle. Now, with my VIP program, what I've done is gone in-depth to the roles that are played in that triangle and how those roles keep flip-flopping on us. And that's very important. It just takes a lot more explanation. So, for instance, the training I have done for the first week of the training just to start talking about the triangle was an hour training to make sure that everybody understood the roles in it. And the second training about getting out very extensive training on how to get out of the triangle, of the drama triangle, of the dysfunctional triangle, so that you don't keep replicating it. Because if you're not playing a role in that, it changes the whole dynamics of the triangle. Just for the brevity of this podcast, I want you to be aware of the geometry of that, to be aware of how triangles in general work in our life, whether it has to be the dysfunctional triangle that I've talked about in the training or just a triangle of understanding, just to understand that piece and notice how it plays out in you, in your spouse, in your family, at work, with friends, in politics. All around us, there are triangles, and the more we're able to spot them, the more capable we are of choosing whether to step into a triangle or not. So be watching for the triangles around you. Be aware of those triangles. Oh, and by the way, if you realize how deeply you're enmeshed, not if you're enmeshed in triangles, you are. Take my word for it. I've worked with enough couples and enough people and enough families, and I have watched it in my own life to know that we are involved in triangles. So if you find yourself involved and you realize that you're so caught in that, that you need extra help, please try out the VIP program. As a, a person who is grabbing my Save the Marriage system, I'll give you a week, a free week of that. In that free week, you can go through the trainings on the triangle and get all of that, but you have to join the one time it's free is when I offer it. When I offer it, you have to say, I decline that. I don't put you in it automatically. You have to choose to be in it. But you know, if that's something that makes sense to you, just get the training. I also have trainings on the apology letter and how to connect and how to give space and so many other areas that are so vital to this. But you have to say yes. So grab the system at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And when I offer my program, just say yes for the free week. Go in, get the training, at least on the triangle, if nothing else. This is probably some of the most important training I've offered, period. And certainly uh, it is available for you just by saying yes. So to start the venture, go Grab the system at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. And this is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.